Hey, welcome back to the Daily Blend Show, episode number 39 of the show. This is the weekly rundown where we feature things we thought were interesting and notable across business and technology. Uh, getting pretty close to hitting, uh, you know, the 40s in terms of the, the show count here, so pretty fired up about that. Um, this week, we've got some interesting stories. Uh, Salesforce makes yet another acquisition. Uh, I've got a slew of kind of stories and topics about working from home, the hybrid workforce, and getting back into the office and what it all means. Gyms become the new COVID or post-COVID perk. And uh, when it's all said and done and you've run all those calories and burned all that uh, you know, stress away, there's a new way to wine better. Uh, as always, you can get this episode and all other previous episodes on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. Uh, for those less familiar, Anchor is a podcast platform, publishing pa- platform, if you will, that uh, Amazon bought a couple months back. They host our podcast. They also link to other platforms. It's a great service. You can uh, head to the uh, show notes or to dailyblend.com to get the link to the uh, Anchor uh, portal where you can stream all the episodes. All right. With that said, let's jump into the show. So the first story comes in that Salesforce is going to make yet another acquisition. This time they are buying a company called Service Trace and are planning to integrate that into the MuleSoft solution. So if you think about acquisitions, you've got sort of platforms and then you've got bolt-ons or add-ons, depending on how you want to call it. MuleSoft is an integration platform, which basically means that they are the connection between two pieces of software. Service Trace, if I'm reading this correctly, will act as the automation platform um, within MuleSoft to help you know, trigger jobs or activities across different applications. Um, this quote came from the MuleSoft uh, leadership group. In a, we, in a work uh, from anywhere world, every minute counts. The urgency of today's digital imperative is leading companies to increasingly turn to automation to free up employees' time for manual work and quickly launch new digital experiences, products, and services. Automation has become critical to the business and IT. Um, I love this quote. It's so true. And if you're not thinking about automation, then you're really wasting your time. Um, You know, a, a person that I worked with over the last year always said something to me. It's like, figure out how to do something the first time. Then second time, document it. And by the third time, if you're not automating it, then you're just wasting your own time. Now, there are a handful of big players in the automation space. Blue Prism, UiPath, Appian, RPA, and Power Automate, just to name a few. But if these are all like buzzwords that are very scary, here's what's interesting or notable. Um, Power Automate is part of Microsoft's platform, and many, if not all, or not all, but most of you likely um, have Office 365 at your work or you've been exposed to it. And through the Office 365 platform, you can do a lot of automation thanks to Power Automate. And so it at least gives you exposure to the power of automation and also starting to think about like, how can you daisy chain things together or have tasks kick off so that you're not having to do things. Once you've done like one or two automation um, activities, you start to think to yourself, wow, this is super easy. I get it. 
like digital is really unfolding and you're like, okay, what can I go do next? And then you start moving from less complex tasks to more complex tasks or tasks that require more systems. You go from like basic notifications to like activities actually being done and you just feel like Superman or Superwoman, um, depending on your disposition. All right, so our next story comes in from uh, QZ Magazine or QZ.com. It's a sponsored post by Asana, but just because it's sponsored doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. In fact, I actually really like a lot of the sponsored content. I feel like more time is spent investigating things. There's usually some data points. Um, A lot of the websites that I'm reading are more tech focused anyway, so it's getting a little more of what I'm looking for, which is business and technology. In this particular article, they're talking about sort of five tools and tactics uh, to use when considering going back to either the workplace in a full-time capacity and more importantly, in a hybrid era. The five bullets outlined are prepare to re-onboard your team, carve out consistent time for co-creation, we've heard this from others, Um, lead better meetings, invest in tech for a long haul, no surprise to see that with a uh, tech company sponsoring the article, and then schedule um, offsite meetings. Now, obviously all four, or all five rather, resonate with me. The one that resonates with me the most is lead better meetings. And this was just something that you know, I, I saw the bullet and then kind of read a little deeper and I was kind of curious, what are the tools and tactics they talked about for re, uh, leading a better meeting? And it was less about like the structure of having a meeting or scheduling it with a clear agenda, action items, that sort of thing. And it was more about trying to possibly look at a different way to communicate with your team at its core. And the idea was that you could record your uh, team status updates in a video and give it in an asynchronous communication method. So basically you record yourself, you get all the benefits of, you know, um, tone, expression, and it doesn't eat up individuals' calendars. And I thought this was just such a thing that uh, I've talked about with customers and individuals before. I feel like a lot of corporate America is afraid of video content uh, from a recording standpoint, which is ironic since the the bulk of us have spent the last year in front of Zoom, Google Hangout, Teams. Uh, I, I think it's also great because, you know, I miss so many critical meetings that it would be great to hear what a leader has to say and I could consume it on my time. So it's essentially, you know, no different than a short form podcast or, you know, video update, however you want to think about it. But I I like the fact that companies can do this now and I wish they would do more of it. And it would be really great too if you could do, let's just use this, this video example. You do video and then you could do the um, transcription of the text and you could certainly do the audio. Um, and, uh, you know, if it's a very critical meeting, like some infographics or visuals that, that support what's being said. But uh, I think it's just an interesting takeaway that we need to be mindful and cognizant that, you know, because of the Zoom uh, situation, folks are just on more meetings and we still need to connect with people and disseminate information. 
so if our last article was talking about the going back to the office, this one by Alexandra Samuel is about working in a hybrid or remote fashion when everyone else is back in the office. And um, the, the quote I liked was, you know you've succeeded in your tools and tactics, and I'm paraphrasing, when nobody wants you back to the office. And, and you'll have to read the article to get to why that uh, quote makes sense. But really what she's talking about is, the fact that you're going to have to find new ways to connect with individuals that are above you, below you, and in your horizontal um, to you know, deal with the fact that you are not physically there. It's not to say that you can't get work done. It's not to say that you can't be more effective, if not um, extremely more effective. It's just to say that there's going to be um, some FOMO, as the article calls out. And uh, I, I thought it was just really interesting that you know, one of the tactics she mentions in the article is really talking and, and having a recurring meeting with your boss. And, you know, I've found that specifically this summer, folks are just like so burned out and need time away that getting, you know, one-on-one -on -one time in a consistent basis that's not client-related or project-related or engagement or whatever your business line is, is really, really hard. And it's just talking about different ways to think about like engaging with your boss or supervisor and how to do that and why it's so critical. So if we've got sort of two articles talking about like the hybrid and the work uh, in remote, let's talk about like getting back into the office and, you know, what companies are going to have to do to sort of entice employees to say, the office is great. Come on back. Besides, obviously, like the paycheck, I guess. And one of the things that I found interesting, and we talked about this with Peloton trying to get to this space, was Gym Pass. And Gym Pass is kind of like you pay a fat, flat fee uh, through an app, and you have access to a ton of different well-being apps and plans. You can go to in-personal gyms, studios, things like that. And, you know, companies like Google and Morgan Stanley are already on board, which makes sense. Google, because, you know, they were the ones that like kind of pioneered the free lunch, literally. Um, and then Morgan Stanley is just looking for new ways to entice employees of like the value to getting back in the office. I also think there's something to be said about the fact that like, I'm sorry, but when you work out, you feel better. You have natural endorphins are firing. And I'd like to see more people get to the gym or do some sort of well-being class. That's not to say that you need to go work out. It's just carve out some personal time. This could be meditation, reflection, stretching, whatever you need to do to just decompress after a long work day, work week, in front of Zoom meetings, your head is just going to explode. And, you know, it'll be really interesting to see more and more companies, um, you know, want to provide this sort of added service uh, to their sort of package to employees to attract them to their organization. Uh, hats off to the Gym Pass uh, team for their latest round. And that was really the, the driver for the announcement and kind of where uh, it got me excited about them as a company and seeing more and more companies adopt this as the if we just talked about gyms and getting fit or feeling right getting your mind right let's jump right in the other side of the pond and let's talk about drinking and so you know i i typically have been saving these like more consumer 
uh, things for the Friday top five, but I thought this was like an interesting um, example of how companies are using data for a unique experience and combining that with curation. So the folks at Eatery, or yep, that's how you pronounce it, um, are doing a wine subscription service. And there are tons of these, but what I thought was interesting was they're partnering with local, you know, I don't want to call them celebrities, but like someone who's a, a critical person to that environment or ecosystem in terms of food or beverage. So in this particular month, they've got Scarlet, Caroso, Polanco, and if I've pronounced your name wrong, I apologize. I actually think I got that one right. And she is the uh, you know brains behind the August Box, bringing her passion for wine, um, where she is the uh, lead sommelier at Keep It Grand and Eastside Eats in Minneapolis. And I, I thought this was really cool because you know it gives like a story and narrative to the wine. Right. I've seen a ton of these wine clubs where it's like, you know, you get this terrible description of, you know, the wine tastes great. There's notes of tobacco or grapes and berries or whatever. And, you know, that's fine. And I guess that works for some people. I like hearing like about the restaurant or about the bar, about the sommelier, their like journey, why they recommend these wines, what do they think about pairing it. For me, it's just a much more personal experience. I found when sort of, you know, diving deeper into this story, I ended up, you know, researching Scarlett and kind of better understanding her wine journey, understanding the restaurants and restaurant groups she works with, um, and kind of what, you know, they're about making me want to get on a plane and go to the you know, Twin Cities, which I'm assuming like this is the whole concept of as we're getting closer to, you know, mass travel again and, and traveling to other places for fun that, um, you know, it's articles like this that, you know, make you kind of say, hmm, I want to go to maybe a city, not New York, not Chicago, not Atlanta, not like a major city, but maybe somewhere else where I didn't know anything, but now I know a little bit and now I want to go learn some more. So, um, Hats off to Scarlet. Hats off to Eatery. And I'm going to check out the uh, wine club and I will let you know how it tastes. So that wraps it up for the latest episode of the Daily Blend Show. Thanks for tuning into the weekly rundown segment. As always, you can find Daily Blend on Twitter and Instagram and, of course, DailyBlend.com. You can find me, Reed Daily, at Reed Daily on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to the show do all that good stuff and if you're wondering the song it is lcd sound system all of my friends it is the original production version if you want to hear maybe even a better version go check out the madison square garden live recording i was there it's one of the best concerts i've ever been to go down there load their music and enjoy talk to you guys on friday